So, Holden, the million-dollar question, <laughs> did you or did you not create a random segment <laughs> for this week? Um, I have a random segment, but you're not going to like it, and it's also not it's not traditional, So, but it counts. Okay. Well, I also have a random segment. Oh, so. wow. It's well, you know, you know what? Random segment is random for a reason. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tump, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. But mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. We sure do, Jimmy. We sure do. I'm your host, Jimmy Youthy, joined by my co-host Holden Sutter. Holden Sutter. <laughs> and we've got a great show for you today, highlighted by a review of Ari Aster's Midsommar. Let's do it. Woo! That one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Hold on, I like I, all that extra insight you bring to the intro. <laughs> I said, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter, and you just sh- shouted your name. It was an echo effect. <laughs> oh, Elmore. Yeah. You could hear it all the way in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, no, uh, I'm actually recording in a cave. Yeah. This is our first cave recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the audio is so nice. Yeah, the, the acoustics of the cave. Uh, well, speaking of nice, let's play some Toms. Toms is a rapid-fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. You get it by now. They get it by now, unless you just started listening to us, which, thank you. Uh, keep on listening, <laughs> and then uh, hopefully you'll be back. I don't uh, get it. <laughs> I've played it for who knows how many weeks and I still don't understand it. That's why <laughs> every I week always, I, every week I, I get a Bombadil you. mixed up with a Bergeron, you know, Jimmy. That's why I ask you if you're ready or not. And then <laughs> and you I, just yell at me. <laughs> and usually I say I am, but this week I'm I'm just not. I've got a brisk lemonade with me here today that's trying to keep me a uh, nice sugar high, but There you go. Well, our first story of the week is Emma Stone and Brad Pitt are in talks to star in Damien Chazelle's next film, Babylon. So if you missed that, it's Emma Stone and Brad Pitt are in talks to star in Damien Chazelle's next film, Babylon. Babylon, a 1920s timepiece about Hollywood's transition from silent film to talkies. Those are films with sound, Holden. That sounds uh, like something Damien Chazelle would want to make. Yeah, well, it's going to be his fourth feature film. His first yeah. three were, of course, Whiplash, La La Land, for which he won Best Director, and mm-hmm. First Man. He also has some musical short film thing. Yeah, that's and he's popular. got a Netflix series coming. Oh, he's got a Netflix series coming. How about yeah. that? Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I om- Oh, f- so fun fact. I still haven't seen First Man, but... Uh, it was on Prime Day today. I almost bought it. It was $10 on Blu-ray. There you go. But pr- I did not, and it, now it's gone. Now it's gone. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. Can't see it. 
There you go. Personally, I love all three of Chazelle's feature films so far. He's one of my favorite directors working right now, and I will look forward to anything he's working on. Oh, yeah. uh, and the fact that Emma Stone and Brad Pitt may play big roles in the film is just kind of a cherry on top for me. So I'm excited for this. We love I'm giving it Emma Stone and Brad Pitt. You love Emma Stone. I don't know what and Mariah Brad thinks about that. Well, you know what? I love Brad Pitt, too, so I'm open <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> Who doesn't love Brad Pitt? Yeah, that's true. Bin Laden, he's dead. Yeah, yeah so of course he can't love him. <laughs> you giving this a broca? <laughs> I'm giving it a broca, man. There you go. Uh, Amazon, it's Prime Day. It's day one of Prime it Day. It sure is Prime this. Day. It's probably Prime Day Part 2 when it's out there. And uh, if you're listening to this in 2037, good luck. Why are you Amazon's doing it? Pro- Amazon and Disney have joint custody over the entire planet. So, <laughs> uh, Amazon is developing a Jack Reacher series for Amazon Prime Video, but Tom Cruise will not be involved. Wow, what a shame. <laughs> this, this sounds so dumb. What is the difference between Jack Reacher and Jack Ryan? Literally nothing. <laughs> it's the last sound name. The same. <laughs> They're both Jack R's. Honestly, I'm going to see the same character. I hope they're both played by John Krasinski, too. (laughs) (laughs) Just to further the confusion. People are going to be watching an episode of one of the shows and then go to the other one and think they're still watching the same show. (laughs) They're like, what? Uh, I didn't notice a difference. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Bombadil. Who even cares about Jack Reacher? I'm going to give this a Bombadil. No one. Did those movies even do well? The they first one did maybe fine. did moderately well, and then they made a second one for some reason that wasn't very good. <laughs> was the first one any good? It was okay. I never saw it, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, two Bombadils there. Yeah. Greta Gerwig of Lady Bird is rumored to write and direct a Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, this Barbie movie has been rumored to come for a long time. It's been in the works like it for a while. There was uh, Anne Hathaway was attached to it, and then Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that yeah, didn't we'll go see. that way. Um, but yeah, I don't. Hey, maybe Greta, we'll see this movie Greta, sometime. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie. Those are two good names. So uh, she uh, she made Lady Bird. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll give this a Bergeron. She's I making that say, uh, remake of Little Women that's coming out later this year. There we go. I can't say I'd be excited for a Barbie movie. Maybe I need to see a trailer first. But uh, these are two good names, and it it piques my interest in that sense. So otherwise, yeah. I would not be interested. As in long this as really Amy Schumer all. is no longer attached, because <laughs> she is not funny. <laughs> all right, give your rating. Let's move on. I'm gonna give this one a Bergeron because I don't care. There we go. We've matched ratings so far. Jeez. And we've We're given so one of sync. each rating. I'm Justin Timberlake, and you're one of the other members of NSYNC. And I don't know any of them. Yeah, that's the point. Holden, you may have heard this throughout the week. Lashana Lynch, the actress who plays Captain Marvel's friend in Captain Marvel, (laughs) is the new the actual name of her character. (laughs) Nobody knows her name. No. Come on. Nobody cares. Uh, she's the new 007? Okay, so this is like a misleading headline that mm-hmm. hit the internet. She's not replacing Daniel Craig, who will still play James Bond. It's just that James Bond is sounding like he's not going to be 
007 anymore. He's yeah. going to be retired. She is taking his place as the new 007 agent. And uh, so people were writing all these clickbait headlines this, that this Daniel Craig is... <laughs> was being replaced by a black actress. <laughs> this announcement is literally like just bait for clickbaiting. Like, of it is. Cor- like, y- you announce that there's going to be a new 007 that's a black woman, and of course it's going to make clickbait headlines. There are probably people already angry about it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, articles. of course there is. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I've seen some already. I'm sure people are like, first Ariel, now this. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't what even next? know what's happening. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. Christ- Christoph Waltz's character is also rumored to return. Uh, I... Christoph Waltz was Inspector, and it was the. F- <laughs> I remember watching that movie and being like, "Wow, I didn't know you could waste Christoph Waltz as an actor, <laughs> but they successfully did it." <laughs> but I, uh, we'll see what it, how it goes in this one if he is indeed in it. I don't think I've seen Spectre. I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe I've seen it. <laughs> I it's don't the think one I have. with it. It's the most recent one. Yeah, I can't Where he's remember in if Mexico. I've seen it. I feel like I've seen parts of it, maybe. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Well, that's how forgettable it is. It's really not good. I did not like Spectre at all. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was just a bad movie. Where do you stand on Skyfall? Do you like Skyfall? Skyfall's a good movie. I like Casino Royale the most. Yeah, I think that, but, like, Skyfall's, like, a split movie. Most people like Casino Royale, like, the most, but a lot of people don't like Skyfall. I don't like I'm not a huge James Bond fan so like Skyfall mm-hmm. for me I think it was a good movie I didn't like love it I think Casino Royale even though I've seen it once and then like bits and pieces on TV after the fact I'm that's the one I'm like ooh I just like the tone of it and the mood yeah. Mads Mikkelsen is in it so I mean I just he think it's Daniel like Daniel Craig right in the jewels <laughs> <laughs> several times <laughs> I, I gotta be honest that's why i like it it's just that <laughs> yeah. one scene <laughs> just a naked daniel craig tied to a chair with madden mickelson who doesn't like that <laughs> smacking him <laughs> smacking his marbles <laughs> uh so i'm gonna give this a uh broca you know what there we go yeah, I'm going to give... <laughs> wait, which one? For, <laughs> Lashana Lynch. <laughs> I'm going to give it a Brokaw 2. To, I don't know why. I'm going to give for it a Brokaw. <laughs> for all the haters. Brokaw. For all the Bombado haters. For all the haters who don't understand the, the announcement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christoph Waltz, give it a Brokaw 2. Because yeah. maybe you'll be good in this movie. Yeah. Just may, have him play Hans Landa. A zombie version of Hans Landa. Hans Landa. Yeah. Actually, no, Hans Landa is still alive, so he's probably just like 130 (laughs) or something. (laughs) Bring him back. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on to the next topic, huh? Yeah. John Favreau, or as I like to say, Jonathan Favreau, (laughs) is already working. Or as I like to say, the guy who directed Jungle Book and Chef. Chef? You ever seen Chef? I've never heard of Chef. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. He also directed The Lion King, which Did we he? may or may not review. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. I'm leaning towards not review. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get back. To, we'll get to that later. Okay. John Favreau is already working on and writing 
The Mandalorian Season 2. Of course, The Mandalorian Season 1 has not even come out. Disney Plus has not even come out. Olden, I think, is this a good sign? I pre- I think so. Yeah. He's excited to get back on it. Or Disney's like, or Bob Iger's just standing there with a gun. <laughs> John, need get back more. More cash grabs, John. <laughs> the Lion King. Now this. <laughs> I think John Favreau just like lives in Bob Iger's like dungeon now. <laughs> and then they just like clean him up for all his public appearances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He shows up occasionally to be in, like, a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John, time for you to be in (laughs) Spider-Man. Bob, just let me see my family. (laughs) Yeah. um, Make two more remakes, John. You've only made two so far. (laughs) Evil Bob Iger. He's just the emperor. Um, (laughs) I, yeah, I think... I mean, Mandalorian season two. If Mandalorian season one's good, then I'm excited for season two. If it's not good, then I don't care. That's my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, I'll give it a Bergeron. Same here, because we have yet to see any footage. Uh, Comic Con's coming up. We might see something. We saw footage, but we weren't supposed to. At I never last watched it. Con. I watched it. It looked pretty good. Okay. Uh. Speaking of TV shows, Game of Thrones. That ended, Jimmy. We can't be talking about that anymore. What are you doing? (laughs) The Game of Thrones prequel will will apparently feature the Stark family and direwolves. Because why not? More money. (laughs) People like the Starks, so we need to put them in for more money. Bob Iger, when did you get here? (laughs) I'm planning on buying (laughs) home broadcast what is the uh, it's office. home box office home <laughs> home <laughs> box office i was gonna say home broadcast office i'm like that's not it <laughs> yeah um, uh okay it's that's... just a matter of time before disney buys hbo oh yeah you know it's gonna happen <laughs> and then it's gonna get and then their stuff's gonna get put on disney plus and then they're gonna increase it by 15 dollars a month <laughs> Disney that'll be Disney Plus is like a hundred dollars a month, but then it's <laughs> literally just everything. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. It's like <laughs> and then Amazon is just a hundred dollars a month and that is just also everything. <laughs> I keep waiting I keep waiting for the US's US's laws on monopoly to kick in, but they haven't yet. <laughs> we need so. good old Teddy Roosevelt to come to the future. And just take it's his a wonder big that laws stick and from go into Bob Iger's house. <laughs> Bob Iger's office and just start caning him. <laughs> this has been an interesting episode. <laughs> so far. Going I'm gonna give this a bombadil. I don't give it, yeah, bombadil as well. I don't wanna see any it's like wow, it's Starks, but they're they're not anybody I know, so I don't it doesn't see any matter. More Game of Thrones, so <laughs> <laughs> Alden, some gaming news. The Nintendo Switch Lite was announced. Yeah. And it too mixed, I think. It's reaction. not a Switch. It literally doesn't have the purpose. The whole point of a Switch is to be handheld, and you can also put it on the uh, TV. That's why it's called a Switch. But if it's handheld only, like this is, <laughs> then it's just uh, a, a. Stay. A, not, a stay. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo <A> same same <laughs> Nintendo same my uh 
my youngest brother who own Logan who owns the switch um, in our house he was trying to convince me to buy one because he's like oh you want a switch so why don't you buy this I'm like no because I don't want to play it handheld all the time no I want to play yeah, it on the I, TV most of the time and like it's I feel like that's well worth the extra $100 yeah I think so too to and like the multiplayer and stuff like yeah i think that's like half the switch of just like just being like oh let's play uh mario kart or uh super smash bros yeah and for you sure. just like take the joy cons and then you each have one and you're like in the plane yeah, or on the, the, the train you can't remove the joy cons off these either i mean you can you just, <laughs> you just have to cut them off <laughs> you just won't work anymore <laughs> it's just like a 2ds switch yeah the 2ds, 2DS was stupid same. too yeah thing yeah. looks like a doorstop <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give this a bergeron i'm gonna give it a bombadil because nintendo just i don't it's I don't probably know. it's probably good for kids and all for right parents fine you like, convinced me fine you got you got me twi- <laughs> twist my arm behind my back i'll give it a bergeron I'm going to buy Nintendo. Oh, Bob. Jesus. Bob, Bob no. <laughs> Get out of here, Bob. Reoccurring <laughs> Tomp <laughs> Tom member, Bob Iger. Good. Good. <laughs> anyway, on to the most important news of the week and also my final piece of news, unless Holden has something to add, which maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I do, actually. I hope that oh, you... Oh, put it in now. We got to get to this important news last. Did you see the, uh, the, the King's Man trailer? No, I didn't, because I don't care about that <laughs> series. I saw the King's Man trailer. Well, how was it? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I thought it, it it was it was kind of fun. It was like an old timey World War One. Who's uh, in it? Uh, Ray Fiennes. Oh. He's like the I'm the original Kingsman. I'm <laughs> the Dark Lord. <laughs> and also a Kingsman. <laughs> and but also yeah, a Kingsman. Uh, and also yeah, a know, Nazi. It looks, looks entertaining. Wristless. It's like Kingsman, but it's set in World War One. So. That's fun. Sounds That's all I have to say. Sounds fine. I'm gonna give it a bro call because I like the first Kingsman movie and not the second one. So I'm gonna <laughs> we're at a fifty fifty right now. <laughs> I thought the first one was fine. <laughs> and I never saw the second one. So okay. I'm gonna give this a Bergeron. Fine. All What's right. your last piece of news? Alright, on to the most important and exciting piece of news I'm of sure. the week. Oh, Samuel sure. L. Jackson will play Chris Rock's father in oh, the yeah. new Saw movie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are getting Samuel L. Jackson in a Saw movie. <laughs> Tom Man, Brokaw. Sweeter things have never been seen on the internet. I saw that and I like cried tears of joy. I was like, wow, literally my two favorite things on this planet, the Saw franchise and Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson put together. Here we are. That is the essence of the Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw <laughs> rating. This is the highest Tom Brokaw we've ever given on this show. Yes. In, well, I'm going to look up Tom Brokaw's middle name for emphasis. All right. Tom uh, Brokaw. In the meantime, I'm going to quickly look up and see if there's any movie news I missed. Thomas John Brokaw. <laughs> two thumbs up. That's what I'm giving this piece of news. 
Um, oh, okay, hold up. I need to double check something. Uh, Anything you're doing is irrelevant, all yeah. Compared this to that, the, it really is. This is the good news. This is the oh, gospel of so, the week. So, uh, I don't know, uh, how familiar are you with Veronica Mars? Not familiar. Okay, do you, are you aware it exists? Nope. I sounds similar. Sounds familiar. Okay. Well, so it was like this like detective show, I guess, from the mid 2000s that got Kirsten or Kristen Bell her uh, start. Uh that was like her big thing was it was this show and it has like this big cult following for it. And Hulu has a revival series of it coming out at the end of this month still starring Kristen Bell. Um but apparently, at least according to the GameSpot review, it's real bad. <laughs> So that's not good for fans of that, including there my parents, go. my parents who literally named my youngest brother after a character from it. <laughs> so, oof. Bombadil. Yeah, I'm going to give that a uh, Bombadil as well. All right. You know what that means? It's time to move on to random segment. Random segment. That's right. It's back. Holden. Random <laughs> segment. Part one. Here we go. Okay, my random segment is going to be really boring, but it's just going to be... I'm putting it in a random segment because I didn't want to clog up the other part. Uh, I wanted uh, to talk... I, know it is. I, I I was on jury duty this week. <laughs> <laughs> we have any if you're still listening, <laughs> why? No, All so right, I, hold on. Take it away. I just... I, I wanted to give my insight because, I mean, a lot of people have this, like, negative, uh, like... St- uh, stigma of jury duty and whatnot, and I get that it's like, um, including you, yeah, like <laughs> a week ago, <laughs> yeah, I, I literally on the, this podcast complained, um, but the after after having go, gone to it, I went in on Wednesday. They picked the jury on Wednesday for this trial, and I was one of the people that was picked. I spent all day literally sitting there doing nothing, and it was boring. I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to do this. But in actuality, I spent Thursday, Friday, and today um, sitting in on this trial, listening in on it and everything, and it was incredibly interesting. Now, the case itself is, I feel like it's kind of an average uh, case that you might get put on jury duty for, but like just all the stuff that you learn from about the legal system is so, it, it's, it's <laughs> weird. Oh my gosh. I should be in jail. <laughs> Wait a second. You can't kill people? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the prosecutors say that you can't, you know, shoplift? <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, pretty average case. Your classic double homicide. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's actually, there's actually a big homicide case nearby that a lot of people thought that I was going to get put on. But no, I didn't. Uh, the case that I got put on, uh, I won't use names just for the sake of the people involved. Um, <laughs> Are you like can't... not supposed to say? No, I, the, the trial's done, so I can talk. Oh, about there it. you go. Um, but the trial itself was this guy. He was accused of uh, uh, Scott pos- Sutter, not Scott Sutter. <laughs> Let's just that... call him Scott Sutter. <laughs> Speaking of which, Scott Sutter's like Scott Sutter gets mad whenever his name gets brought up because he uh, usually it's in like a negative connotation. I think one time I said I was like, <laughs> like what if Scott, we talked about what if he died or something? <laughs> and my dad was just like, oh thanks. 
But okay, um, let's call this man Joe Lust. <laughs> Joe Lust. Okay. So Joe Lust was accused of um, uh, possessing cocaine with the intent to distribute. <laughs> um, and which, of course, not good. It's a felony offense. But the, basically what the, the state had to do was prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this man had this cocaine and was, uh, it was distributing it. But it was like crazy because like the defendant possibly could have still been a drug dealer but the state had so many holes and stuff in their story and just a lot of evidence that was needed wasn't there that we just had to say not guilty and it was like unanimous wow yeah it was a really quick uh, deliberation at the end there but it was it's it's fun sitting in in there and hearing people yell objection and being like hey i see that on tv a lot and then promptly last night I watched uh, Big Little Lies and the newest episode had a courtroom scene and people are just yelling objection and you can't just yell objection and not follow it up with something because that's just like yelling stop and not having anything to follow up with. So, yeah. Really interesting <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I was, I was waking up from my little nap there. <laughs> so is that it? Nobody, uh, yeah, I th- I nobody think pulled so. out a gun in the middle of the court. No. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the bi- I guess the biggest witness was his cousin, and like he had uh, the defendant was accused because his cousin had like supposedly narked on him, but his cousin was a uh, drug dealer also, and he had uh, previously gotten arrested. It was in a plea bargain, um, but his cousin was also like not very consistent in court, and he seemingly might have just accused his uh cousin because he didn't pay for his bail <laughs> so Ooh. yeah there you go that's my random segment classic s- drug dealers <laughs> like <laughs> you know <laughs> classic drug dealers yeah so it's a random segment we've always we've been doing a lot of games when we do a random segment but you know we could do discussion like this just maybe more interesting in the future <laughs> All right, hold on. On to random segment part two. All right. <laughs> it's a game. Oh, is the, it? The theme of this segment is not the theme. Holden, I'm going to play. We're going to play something called Not the Theme, where I play you several movie m- soundtracks, but it's not the theme of the movie. You got to tell me which movie oh, it's from. I like this. Are they movies that you know I've seen? You You have seen all of these movies. Okay. There was one I was going to put on there, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the movie. But what was these that are movie? All, it was 2001 A Space Odyssey. I, have, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I probably wouldn't so get it. Go. So thank you. Um, so most of these, I think most of these will be fairly easy. There are seven of them. You need to get, I'm going to say five, because I what? think it's going to be easy. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Um, I'll agree to it. So How am I going to get this? Oh, that's right, I'm coming up to Jazz Fest. I can give you the five yuan bill if I lose. When you lose. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, all right, so here is the first one. You have to tell me what movie it's from. So if it's from a franchise, you have to tell me the specific movie in the franchise. That'll make it a little bit more difficult. We'll find out. You might just get all of these right. <laughs> all right, number one, here it comes.
All right, Holden. That's what? Indiana Jones. But which one? Um. <laughs> You're correct. That's... It is Indiana Jones. Uh, Last Crusade. It is the Last Crusade. Yes. Holden, you are one for one. <laughs> it is the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's when he's a young Indiana Jones when he's played by River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Yes. Not Joaquin. Go. Not Joaquin. He's jogging. All right, Holden, here's your next one. You should be able to get this one with ease. Uh, (laughs) Why'd you have to pick a hard one? Star Wars. But which episode of Star Wars? Empire. It is from Empire Strikes Back. That is correct. Hold yeah. on. Thought I, I might, know it. I know it's not in the first one. Thought I might trick you. I think a lot of people would be surprised that the Imperial March is not in the very first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. On to number three. You're two for two. So you need to just get three of the next five. Okay. No problem. <laughs> That's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Sorcerer's Stone. Ding, ding, ding. Olden is three for three. All right. <laughs> that is Harry's Wondrous World from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It had to be one of the John Williams ones. Are these all John Williams scores? Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll find out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Next one. This one might be a little bit more difficult. Probably. We'll see. We'll it's see. It's all John Williams Ye- scores. think is that indiana jones again uh which uh you got to give me one of the raiders it is not indiana jones it is star wars the last jedi is rose's theme from fun with finn and rose that is her theme from the movie i thought that'd be one of the tougher ones yeah well it was you got me so now you're three for four and all of a sudden you got to get two of the next three great all right we're on to another one uh, i think this is pretty iconic from this movie but uh we'll see what you think
Do you know what that is from? Do you recognize it? No. Is it on the tip of your tongue? No, it's not. I do not recognize it. You don't that. recognize it at all? No. You gotta take a shot in the dark. Are you sure I've seen it? I'm almost positive you've seen it. Mm. Shot in the dark. It's not John Williams. <laughs> it's not? Oh, damn. No. I have no fucking idea. I was going to say Schindler's List, which I haven't seen, but I don't know. No, that's John Williams, so no. Uh, it is a track called London Calling from Star Trek Into Darkness. It is when... I've seen that movie once. <laughs> oh. Well, it's pretty... It's like the uh, most famous track from that. It's Michael Giacchino, who is... Uh, pretty famous for music yeah. scores yeah. um so if you've seen star trek into darkness you would probably recognize that if you are, are a fan of the movie but apparently holden's not and all of a sudden he's got to get these li- last two i i like that i quite like that movie jimmy i do too it's i it's it's up there uh, it's higher on my favorite movies list than you would think um this one holden you're gonna get so it's gonna go down to the last one okay. all right Well, that, ladies and gents, is one of the best film scores of all time, The Incredibles. Composed by? Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Yeah, Giacchino. you got I it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ravioli. <I> <laughs> Mussolini Ravioli, one of my favorite composers. Yes, that is Life's Incredible Again from The Incredibles. That's I was going to use the the piece where it's like he's flying to the island and it's it's like the Oh, I would have gotten that too. muted Jet. I would have probably they, gotten like, the um, song, but they uh, they play like there's a little Incredibles theme riff in it oh, that okay. goes throughout, so I would have given it away. And this is not the theme. All right, Holden, it's gonna come down to this, Ugh. and I'm very curious if you're gonna get this, <laughs> probably because not, but... because you should. Um, I, this could arguably be the theme of the movie, but it might not. We'll see what you think. I think a lot of people are not going to get this, but I think you should definitely get this, <laughs> but you probably won't. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Holden, is that you Midsommar? Know? It is Midsummer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Holden retains the five UN bill. Congratulations. I, I was like, I've I have heard that movie, or I've heard that song. I've heard the movie too, but that's a good song. It was. I think it's excellent. Yeah. I I'm a little surprised you got it. I thought it'd be like, oh, what is it? 
Well, I, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, all right, this is a movie, or this is a song that sounds like it would be in a movie that's really like either grandiose or thought provoking. And I was at first, I was like Blade Runner, and I was like, no, it doesn't sound like Blade Runner. I thought about doing a Blade Runner thing, but I probably would have gotten that. Well, there you have it, Holden. You pulled it off. You got it. Probably a lot of people didn't get Midsummer because probably not. You probably didn't see it. But yeah. we're gonna be reviewing it, so we'll let you know if you would like the movie and if you should see it. So stick around. That is what we're going to do next on that one movie podcast. Yes. Holden, non-spoiler review of Ari Aster's second film, Midsommar. Of course, his debut feature was Hereditary, which you loved. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I did not like Hereditary. But you respected as a film? I, I respect the uh, the technical parts of it. That's about it. I don't like the plot. Yeah. I think uh, Hereditary is a well-crafted film, and I very much think that about Midsummer as well. This might be the better film between the two, but we'll I get liked, into that. I liked this one a lot more. You like this one a lot more. Okay, uh, I'm going to start it off with a brief synopsis. This is the official synopsis. With their relationship in trouble, a young American couple travel to a fabled Swedish Midsummer Festival where a seemingly pastoral paradise transforms into a sinister, dread-soaked nightmare as the locals reveal their terrifying agenda. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> that That's a synopsis for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's very good. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to start this out. You started out, Jimmy. I'm going to stir it up because I have notes and Holden doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Darn tootin'. First off, this is a visually stunning film, I think. Uh, One of the things that stands out is its unique color palette, especially in terms of its genre, which is horror. Which is is like a whole... That's that's my question, too. It is... I think technically, yes, it's a horror film, but it's such an atypical horror film that is such it's so on the fringe of that it could be a drama it's definitely not a thriller i would say it's <laughs> it's a very slow burn mm, interesting i don't know thought I guess provoking it, yeah it's probably a horror i think overall it's horror but it's it's creepy and disturbing it's not scary it's not no. jump scares there's you no get, you probably there's won't har- get outright terrified no it's there's no hardly any shadows or darkness yeah um, the yeah. the film is the film is really like overexposed but that's like to its benefit it almost it makes it seem i'm like, overexposed while we're recording this so. <laughs> <laughs> no you're not i can see you on the skype cam jimmy you're lying to the audience i'm not wearing socks oh just <laughs> just kidding i am um yeah it the overexposure in the in the shots uh makes it seem kind of dreamlike and weird yes you could argue that this movie is just one giant (laughs) acid trip or something it kind of is um visually i mean like you there are some visual uh effects that in some areas of in some portions of the film where you're literally like tripping 
with the characters like yeah. you are like they are warping the screen and the visuals and so it's it's a very it's a very trippy film i have heard supposedly uh that the like the trippy sequences in this movie are accurate to actual mushroom trips Oh, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't not from experience. No, yeah, no, I, I've I've heard that uh, online. People have been saying, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this is pretty accurate to how mushroom trips can go. So there you go. Yeah. I I think there are some shots in particular that stood out to me, and just overall, the cinemat- cinematography was good. Without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. uh, there's one shot that I'm going to remember. Uh, for a long time and that is towards the beginning when they're driving to this uh festival this uh, isolated swedish community Mm -hmm. uh they're they're driving and the camera i think starts in front of the car and then it like goes up and over the car but it doesn't like the whole image flips upside down yeah oh i liked that and it's so slow the way it does it that it's like it sounds very simple and i'm sure it's not even the first time it's happened in a film but it's just so unsettling and unhinged my while watching it my body was like no this isn't right i was yeah, starting to was feel weird. like queasy and i'm like ooh, i don't like this but i love it in the best way you know mm-hmm. um i thought that worked really well there's a shot that calls back to tony collette's kind of scream in hereditary that that you see all the time yeah and then another thing i like to bring up is like the geometry uh within the shots and the overall shot composition was really aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. uh kind of like a wes anderson maybe just in like yeah in a sense symmetrical yeah everything is symmetrical and geometric a lot of symmetrical wide shots but I so visually incredible. I if this movie was to get nominated for best cinematography, it would be very deserving. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, it probably won't. <laughs> it probably won't. Maybe. What a shame. Uh, I thought it also had a very strong opening. Once again, without spoiling anything, what were your thoughts on like the first fifteen or so minutes of this movie? I yeah, it was. It's kind of. It's very good, but it's kind of exactly what I expected was going to happen. Yeah. Like, maybe not exactly how it goes down, but, like, I think, pretty, yes, much, pretty, much, or pretty much everything before they go to the festival was stuff that I guessed was going to happen, I guess. I kind of heard something was going to happen mm-hmm. at the beginning of this movie, but how it happened, I agree, was very, I thought, was very well told yeah. and surprising in that way. Um, we'll get into that in spoilers because I do want to talk about how Ari Aster wrote and shot those scenes and that scene in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just think there was a believable relationship between uh, Danny and Christian, played by yeah. Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner, um, respectively. I thought yeah, it, it was makes... good, good acting. Uh, for the most part, well-written dialogue. I thought it just felt real, and uh, I had heard that Ari Aster had just got, um, gotten over a breakup while okay. he was writing this. It makes sense if you're watching <laughs> the movie. But um, part of this movie is just the dissolution of a relationship. Yeah, That's one of the themes. And then another theme is, like, coping with a tremendous loss. And so- how those are intertwined, interconnected, 
uh, and how slowly it changes and develops over the course of the film I thought was really well handled. So the disillusionment of the relationship part, what, it, that's like something that's not explored in film a lot because, I mean, hardly ever you see... Like, it's usually people, the other way around. I mean, yeah. you, you grow the relationship. This is like, or, it's slowly yeah. breaking apart. And even if people have problems in movies with their relationship, it's pretty like superficial and easy to fix. And it's usually fixed by like the end of the movie or whatever. But this is like hardcore stuff. And it made me feel kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just to, while we're shouting out actors, I'd also like to give a little shout out to Wilhelm Blomgren, I think is his name. He's the guy who plays the Swedish friend of theirs who invites oh, them yeah, to the yeah. festival. I thought of the other actors, I thought he was probably my favorite of the supporting cast. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, he was the only one that I wasn't familiar with, I guess. I've seen the other two and stuff before, but... Yeah. Yeah, he's um, good. Uh, there's there's actually a little bit of humor in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's humor in interesting places, I would say. Think, uh, and I it, think... This movie is more funny than it is scary to me. I, I think so. And a lot of the humor just derives from the bizarre nature of, of yeah. it all i think it's there are that scenes that are intense but then something really uncomfortable happens and your reaction is to laugh and i think ari aster is very deliberate and i think that's what he wants you to do there yeah. is to laugh in certain scenes and you'll know what i'm talking about when you see this movie oh, yeah. you're not gonna miss it <laughs> um there there's interesting things uh if, do you want to add anything to the over, overall comical aspect of this film? Uh, no, I just... It, it was weird because, like, even during, like, the climax of the movie where, like... I mean, I won't spoil anything that happens, but where a lot of stuff is happening, um, it... Like, there were just people in the theater laughing <laughs> at things that were happening. And I was, like... I, I, I thought it was funny because, I mean, it seemed intentional, but it also seemed like you could see it either way. I think it's just such an uncomfortable movie to watch. It is, yeah. That the only way you can watch it is to be able to laugh at it. It was a movie that I usually get so annoyed at other people in movie theaters. I'm I have very low tolerance, but I was like uh, I was seeing it on my own and there was one seat in between me and this group of like four girls or whatever that were probably around my age, maybe a little bit younger, and they were like they would constantly like make uncomfortable or like squeal like squealing sounds when they're like freaked out or like uncomfortable. And normally I'd be super annoyed by that, but I was like, you know, it fits this movie. It does. I mean, and I I think we should get to that. This is definitely not a movie for everyone. I no. think there you have there's a very specific group of people who would like this movie and enjoy this movie at all. And I think mm. everybody else would hate it. I like not even remotely think it's fine. Like this movie makes you so uncomfortable. There's very graphic visuals. It's very you really. You really have to like be open to almost anything being in a movie. Yeah, it is hyper sexual. It is very gory. There's it is very disturbing images. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot appreciate, like if you. If, unless you really are going with the intent of appreciating it as a, uh, uh, as a film, as a thing put together by a visionary director, 
and you're going to be open to anything that happens, you're not going to like this. And I think there's like literally like 5% of people would like this movie, maybe. I think. I don't know. There's a lot of people are liking it, actually. Really? Uh, and a lo- But like so- our people, but the people who first saw it has a runtime of two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Very long. And it. It's a slow burn. Not as slow as I thought it was going to be. No, I this, thought this movie was going to be like, oh my gosh, this something movie was happened. Brisk. I, I like, I, I, or I guess, huh, I'm not brisk. I wouldn't, yeah. It's not. Brisk. I wouldn't say it's brisk, but it's surprisingly well paced. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't for, feel like for, it went too long. When in, I mean, because stuff doesn't quote unquote hit the fan until quite a ways into the movie. But everything before it is pretty interesting. Yeah. I think there was one part where I was starting to feel like, okay, I'm ready for something to happen. And then within two minutes of me feeling that something very big did happen. So um, I thought overall well-paced. Um, he is working on an extended cut. I know, yeah, I saw that. With of, like a half I half hour extra? Yeah, about 25 minutes, 30 minutes. He said he cut about an hour and 12 total. Hmm. So I think... There are places where it's like, I don't know exactly what happened here or what happened in between here. I think that's probably more clarified and articulated yeah. in the extended cut, like what was going on with certain characters at certain times probably just adds more clarity to that sure. in the extended cut. Because I was a little confused in times during the movie. But also but, maybe that's the point. But also maybe I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't see that character. He's standing right there. Um, so yeah, overall, I think this is a really well-made movie oh, yeah. that I like, I like enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to. And maybe mm-hmm. that's just the post hereditary thing. It's like, okay, I've seen hereditary. I know what this experience is more or less going to be like, and now I can expect that. Whereas like going into hereditary, it's like what, it, you know, it kind of blindsides you with how graphic and unsettling it is well and so this movie is very different from hereditary um but it's kind of surprising because i was talking about people liking it and there's a lot of people who i mean they went and saw hereditary hereditary was an indie movie that kind of caught a lot of people's attention um and so they're going to this one saying oh it's the same guy and a, a lot of people that i've seen or talked to are like oh yeah this movie's this movie's good i i was surprised really but yeah. makes me hopeful that people are being open and appreciating well-made films. Mm-hmm. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope more people will like it. Um, but yeah, I would say if you do, if you're not going to be comfortable with very graphic uh, stuff, stuff, <laughs> anything you can think of, then uh, <laughs> you don't want to see this. Yeah, no. Definitely don't go with your mom. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I went and saw it on my own. Yeah. Um, I so I think well, I'm I'm ready to give it a score, Holden. Anything Wait. else you want to add before oh, we give uh, a score? I as I always do, I always like to add on at the end the soundtrack. Oh yeah, because we I mean we like in the random we, segment we played a song from it. It's a very good song, but the soundtrack in general is really good. Yeah, I think so. I didn't notice a lot until the end, mm-hmm. which we played the piece from the end of the of the uh, film. But I think it. It, I thought right then, I was like, wow, this is incredibly effective. Yeah. And um, I think it's, I think one person online said it was like beautifully terrifying or something like that. The soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I would agree. So overall, I think I'm going to give this film an 8 out of 10. Leaning towards yeah. an 8.5. Yeah. I'm, I'll am i probably go 8 as well, I think. Yeah. That's... Uh, I can't remember what movie it was we reviewed a while ago, but this is a movie that, like, I, I don't have really a lot wrong with it, but it's just not, like, quite at a 9 or 10, I guess. I don't know. I, I, th- I can't remember what movie that was that we said that for, but we've, we have said that before. That would be something we have said. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like something that we've repeated. Yeah, or you have, anyway. Uh, anyway, that is our non-spoiler review, and we will get into spoilers. Mm. So, unless you have seen the movie, or you just don't care. Or if you want to hear me review my snack, too. We're going to get jump into spoilers. All right, hold on. Midsummer, things that stood out to you that you just can't wait to talk about that would right, spoil Jimmy. the movie. So, right now I'm eating a deluxe graham cracker from Keebler covered in chocolate. You know those these little guys? I'm, yeah. I'm holding them up to the Skype camera. You know these guys? Yep, yep, I know. They're so good. They're like crack. <laughs> you better be careful. You might be on trial. <laughs> I might be attending jury, jury duty for you. Jury duty. <laughs> jury duty. They're good. That's my snack for the week, even though I... Oh, and last week I ate pumpkin pie, but you guys didn't notice, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> back to the back to midsummer. Hold on, spoil anything? Mm. So, uh, there was a uh, some sex. <laughs> are, we, are we jumping right to the sex scene? Do, or do we want to do we want to ease into it? We know we can. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. So I mean, because he didn't really ease into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> up top oh man well uh, okay so <laughs> there's a there's a really uncomfortable sex scene in this movie which is probably the most uncomfortable part of the movie um and it's probably the i movie. would hope so yeah <laughs> it's um it's weirdly kind of rapey but like not really sure who on who <laughs> who's raping who well he would i think christian would definitely be the one he's like being drugged and hypnotized into this. I guess that's true. Um, he's like, so there's, uh, I know some people are going to be listening to this who haven't seen the movie, so mm-hmm. I'm going to briefly summarize it. So Christian, the boyfriend, is getting hit on by one of the villagers, Maya, and she <laughs> she puts a spell on him by putting one of her pubes into his Oh my god. His Hot is a uh, <laughs> pot pie. When they showed that, I don't know like, what ta- When they showed that tapestry, that's not how I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's foreshadowing for all this. So there's mm-hmm. like artwork, and there's like people cutting off their pubes in this art. I mean, it's like very old. It's not like realistic art. It's like cartoony, sort of old medieval artwork, mm-hmm. and um. So it shows this process, and it kind of alludes they're going to go a little crazy or be more uh, able to be influenced. So that's, I guess, part of the process. <laughs> but she basically seduces him. They they also make him drink, like, this weird liquid thing. That severely drugs him. Yeah, and he's, like, 
tripping. Yeah. When he, like when real he, hard. And they like basically bring him into this giant, I don't know, chapel Altar. kind of <laughs> building, chapelish. Like imagine a chapel, but it's empty. And then in like down the hall, like down like the chapel area at the other end there's, there's a, a naked, naked woman a naked woman who's Maya sitting on like a bed of flowers surrounded by like a, a dozen of other all. naked women <laughs> of all ages yeah older older like <laughs> not younger but like some really old ages <laughs> um and then yeah then they have sex and and, it's and really the grandma the grandma helps push his butt <laughs> to and give that, him some that one extra woman thrust. Like holds his holds his yeah. chin. And then the and the one woman le- like gets on a knee, grabs, <laughs> looks, makes eye contact, to, and like yeah. screams <laughs> or sings in a false sings as a soprano high notes, <laughs> like a lovely tune into his face, and he's like, "What is going on?" And that's when people are like laughing while you're watching this. Yeah, the grandma it's, comes and in it's and like starts pushing laughing. his butt to help him thrust deeper. Yeah, because... And it's like, what is going on They're basically forcing him into the sex, and so that's uncomfortable enough, obviously, but and then, like, all, all of this other all, like, stuff added in. moaning in harmony, and with, uh, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah, that is... That's <laughs> the weirdest part of the movie. <laughs> that's the maybe the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's up there. Yeah, with other Ari Aster things, <laughs> I think they're all Ari Aster things. So, uh, well, supposedly on his AMA that he made, he said that the next thing he's gonna work on is probably a comedy. Yeah, so just imagine some weird com- thing in a comedy movie. Yeah. So, so for some background, I was on Reddit earlier this week and I stumbled upon an, uh, an Ask Me Anything AMA. So called on Reddit, and I sent it to Holden. And the first question that's on it is, someone asked him, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, well, we got that taken care of. Now let's get into some other things. Let's talk about other- the head smashing. <laughs> Let's go into the other really disturbing thing. Yeah, I was going to say, so the suicide thing, you're like, oh my gosh. I didn't see it right when the scene started. And at the beginning of the scene, that's when I was like, oh gosh, another one of these, they're going to stand there forever. forever. Nothing is going to happen. That's when I was starting to feel the pacing a little bit. Yeah. But then we had a couple of people commit suicide. So yeah, (laughs) jump off a cliff and then they very graphically show the landing. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to commit suicide. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Ari Aster. He's going to show it all. (laughs) And And then one guy breaks his legs. It's like just dismantles his legs and doesn't die. And yeah, so basically they're up like 50 to the head. <laughs> <laughs> they're up 50 to 60 feet and grandma goes first. She, she and she just land, they like there's a rock underneath like a giant rock underneath them mm-hmm. and grandma just face plants into the rock. And her her head is just Demolished. flat flat. It's like a bowl, I should say. Yeah. And you can see everything and it's yeah. just disgusting. <laughs> And then, then Grandpa goes, and he pencils it. He does the pencil, and he just lands right. <laughs> he just right jumps up. off. You're like, you, he pencils like he's diving into a pool. Feet Which first. was not the way to do it. He should have no. swan dived before. I don't know what he was thinking. Because and then he he breaks both. I mean, he's just like his legs are are they even attached? Like he, by by strands. Yeah, barely it attached. Is, 
<laughs> and he's like, like screaming. Yeah, he's screaming. And, and then, then a guy like, comes oh, over with a big time. hammer and smashes his head in. <laughs> Not just a guy. It's three people, and they take turns. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's just And it's just like thuds. It's like... And you see it, too. <laughs> and they show it all. And obviously, the people who were invited to go to this ceremony were like, what the heck is going on here? And then they're just like, oh, no, it's just tradition. I actually liked that part, though. How they're yeah. like, no, no, like, and because it was somewhat believable. Because yeah. they, they got invited to go to this thing. Nobody, t- somebody, they forgot to tell them that this was part of the ceremony. So in the film, they explain like there are four stages of life. It's like zero to 18 or something, 18 to 36, 36 to 54, 54 to 72, something like that. And earlier in the film, Danny's like, what happens after 72? And like, uh, the Swedish guys like oh they just die or whatever and it's like a joke but it's actually true oh yeah um, well, as soon as he did that I'm like well that's not a joke people I'm laughed like, in the theater I'm like no that's what actually happened what's well, supposed to be like a, like she laughs in the movie like he's like making a joke but then you're like oh gosh he's probably being serious yeah and so like their idea is that this is like their custom they believe in like circle of life you know Lion mm-hmm. King's coming out getting that so circle of life like um like one lady's pregnant and she's and the 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 next eldest lady is like no no this is a great privilege for us like we're instead of going growing old and frail we get to surrender our lives at at our own own on our own terms on our own terms and like it's a great honor and like this and see life is coming back in um we will live on through that new life the baby will be named after me you know, or after the woman who, the man or woman who died, whatever gender mm. and stuff. And they're like, and they're, the people are kind of, the newcomers are like taking it. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe they see like us putting old people in nursing home as like equally terrifying yeah. as we see this. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's like you could pass it off as culture shock. Like this is definitely crazy, but you know, it, it could be some sort of rationale behind it. Mm. It's um, it, so I I liked how they eased into it. It wasn't like this is just a crazy pagan cult. Yeah, it was like this could be somewhat justifiable, but you it's know, still weird. It's I mean, it's from a shocking. western from a like a, a western modern background, it's very um very shocking culture yeah, shock. Yeah, yeah, and unnatural to us. But yeah. um, I like how they eased into it, and then. Uh, about there on out, people start getting picked off. Yeah. And they don't really... Sh- they only show a couple of them. Not really. I, mean, I don't think they, they actually show They only show them? Josh? Question mark? I don't the, think... Who, the guy who's writing his thesis. Do they? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's the only one that they He's show. going in to try to... Fe- oh, that was weird. That's something I, fr- I always... I, I, like forgot about since i watched the movie them wearing what's his name skin yeah that was which weird. i was i was like i couldn't figure out who was wearing it so i yeah i don't do we figure out who's wearing it um i watched a video today that kind of summed it up and they said it was like the same guy who got really mad at mark for peeing on their sacred ancestral oh, okay. tree um but anyway they're just at like lunch and they're like mark we need you to come with us this one girl is like okay and then you just never see him again and i have to feel in the extended cut in the extended cut we find out his fate 
Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, okay. It seemed like there was just a bit piece missing, unless he was just trying to pull the tension out for longer. But so I have a question. I don't know if if you have any idea for this, but like, what's the point of the incest child? Okay, so he they have like a kind of like a spiritual leader, mm-hmm. and they believe that a person who has like uh, disabilities is not as impacted by the world around them mm-hmm. like they're not clouded by like human nature and stuff like this so they're more pure and that way they have there's more like connection to like the greater life force or whatever they believe in mm-hmm. so it's just like um having someone inbred makes them more apt to be someone with you know disabilities and sure, that way sure that's and that's part of their customs which was interesting i don't think that was necessarily needed to be in the movie no i don't know how much it added that i kind of so that character was kind of promoted it was in the promotion material somewhat i thought it was gonna be like a bigger thing but it it wasn't too i i kind of saw it in a tv spot or something before i was like oh i wish i hadn't seen that i wish i would have been surprised by that but then it didn't in the trailer it's in something. I think it's in like the f- the main trailer. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I that that seemed like something that may I mean maybe that's another extended cut thing that yeah. it do, he does something, but there did seem like pieces of information were missing from the film. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's in the extended cut, but and that that's kind of where I was docking points from the movie. Yeah, I guess. Is that I think the strengths of this movie are really strong. Oh, we, you know what we didn't we didn't talk about performances. We d- I did I said I kind of said like did we talk about the main characters? Because Florence Pugh's real good. Yeah, we didn't go in depth about them, but we said they were good. Okay, yeah, I think all the main characters are real good. Um, what did you like? Yeah, Florence Pugh is really good. Um, so is uh, Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner's really good. He was in Transformers Four. <laughs> um he's come a long way i think and then i said wilhelm blomgren was good as well oh yeah all the other people i thought like there weren't any weak parts in the cast Mm -hmm. i didn't think um the uh the guy who was competing with uh christian for his thesis or whatever he's in the good place he's one of the main characters so that's how i knew him yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were. I thought it was well acted overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there weren't any performances that took me out of it. So, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought the two mains did an excellent job with their with their roles. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, we didn't mm-hmm. talk about the beginning. The beginning, yes. I so the way it unfolded, I thought it was just going to be like her sister. I did not realize it was also going to be her parents. And I the did. Wa- you did? Well, I can't remember what. There's something, like, in the very first, like, part of the movie, like, very first shot or one of the very first shots that, like, indicates that the parents will die, too. I think it might be something that uh, Florence Pugh says when she's talking about her sister. Well, she said mom and dad are acting weird or something. Or I don't remember. I don't know, but like one of the, is maybe the very first shot of the movie is her parents sleeping. 
No, first shot of the movie is like the, the winter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, it was, uh, I thought it was really effective how they did it because it was just like, it kind of set it up to be like committing suicide by, you know, be sitting in the car in the garage and dying from all the carbon monoxide mm-hmm. poisoning. And that's what it looked like. And I love how he like, st- it was very dark. It was like kind of strobing a little bit very light strobing effect like you just caught glimpses of what was happening it was hard to tell and mm-hmm. slowly there's more clarity to it and then you slowly go and then you go into the house and you keep getting little clues that oh no there's more to this than it seems and then you oh you know over the course of the the minute to two minutes however long it takes you get the full picture of what happened mm-hmm. and i thought that was really effectively done I also think all their, I guess, um, I didn't mention this yet and I almost forgot to, I didn't have it in my notes. I forgot to put in my notes, but one of my other problems with this movie is like none of the characters are likable really or that likable. You don't think so? Who did you like? I like the main, the main one. Danny? Yeah. I don't know if I really had any reason to like her though other than to just empathize with her as another human being well i mean that's why i liked her i didn't i she i don't like she didn't have anything that detracted from it and so i think that empathy really helped yeah and i I mean i kind of felt with for her too because i mean a lot of the reason why this crappy relationship had kept going on was just because like uh christian had you know done something about it because she was kind of disillusioned to it yeah so i think empathy Mm. really helps with her but like would you say any of the other characters in the movie are likable uh no i guess not particularly that's that was my one thing especially like will poulter's character is just such a terrible person (laughs) and he just like is consistently just saying these terrible things yeah I thought it was pretty funny though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the. Oh, just so you know, the kids are watching Austin Powers right now. If you want to watch, <laughs> uh, that was weird. Field. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I got like no laughs in the audience in my theater. Really? Yeah. Like I was. I, there might have been like a slight chuckle, and then we're just. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh. Um. But I guess my theater is just you know more high culture than you. I I think it's the opposite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are you gonna say to that? Uh, that's what I got. All right. You have anything else to add? I think I'm out. I don't think so. I I want to watch it again. Do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not gonna go see it in theaters, but I'll see it again when it's on netflix or something amazon it's one of those things like i when i walked out i was like i don't need to see that again and i'm like ah maybe one day you know maybe i'll just skip the sex scene you know (laughs) i i keep thinking about it though i i it like the impression it left me with i think the ending is so strong oh that's okay (coughs) me personally and i kind of want to watch it again see if i think this i felt the ending went on a little too long I would agree with that. Because there were a couple times where I was like, all right, it could end here and I'd be satisfied, but then it kept going. 
Yeah. And I mean, if, for most of that, I'm, I ended up being worth it. But I, it, it kind of that's that's where the only pacing thing went for me, I guess. I I'm I would say I think for me the very very ending is clicked, like with the music mm-hmm. and the, that's good. The the burning of the the um, temple or whatever they called it, and um, and then uh, Danny's kind of catharsis. Yeah. Is that flower suit actually real? The flower suit? They're the, like the flower dress? Oh, yeah. I don't know. And she's literally just a mound of flowers. Yeah. She's like, she's like Jabba the Hutt. Well, because like constantly throughout the movie, she's having like visions of her like becoming part plant. So I'm like, is that oh, yeah. actually like a dress or is that just a her? I don't know. There you go. You'll have to watch it again. Let me know. Yeah. All right, I think that's all I got, Holden. Yeah, same. Good Midsummer. Movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's Midsummer, so go see Midsummer. Oh, I see what you did there. No, you don't. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Holden, what are you doing? Ah, uh, what am I doing? Well, so I to make up for last week since I did I went so on for so long last week I actually don't have a lot to say this week and part of that's because I've been on jury so I've been busy um I've been playing a lot of God of War and I really like it yeah I love it it's so fun what is your like favorite aspect of the game um I it's I really like the Zelda-esque gameplay yeah um, and not so much from com- a combat standpoint. And I, I do like the combat, but like exploring really reminds me of like a Zelda game. Interesting. I think the exploring was my favorite part too, which yeah. surprised me. I was thinking, I was going to think it was like the narrative mm-hmm. for me. I think the narrative's good. I think people overhyped it a little bit. Like they okay. compared it to like the last of us and stuff. Um, yeah. I didn't think it was quite to that level like i thought it was good and it's definitely like a re a reimagining of the character of kratos Mm -hmm. but uh the thing that took me by surprise was just like how vast the world is yeah and how fun it is to explore and all like the puzzles that are in it yeah and i enjoyed that it's for me it's like just a joy to like be on your boat and just wash up on a new shore somewhere Mm -hmm. like oh there's a bunch of new chests i can open every single time kratos like smashes open one of those hack silver chests i'm like oh it's so like (laughs) cathartic yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah and i love i love him yelling boy a lot boy boy (laughs) he's only said the name uh atreus like once the Mm -hmm. entire game so far um yeah how many hours have you put into that bad boy i don't know i don't know i have so i have a problem when i play games on my ps4 and if i'm talking to people that i'll get real distracted and talking and then i'll just like stop playing the game if i get into a conversation (laughs) because i have friends that i'll like if we're all on ps4 at the same time we'll just talk or whatever um and so i've done that a few times and so there's been a little bit of me just kind of meandering in the game but i i couldn't tell you how many hours i've put in i'm the point of the game i'm at i just got i got the dude who you or spoilers for god of war but i just got the dude who you cut off his head 
and I've yeah, I think that's like a third of the way. Really? Well, I, I believe yes. I spent pretty much the last day and a half of any of the time I've played just exploring after the serpent that's, moves again. That's what happened to me. It took me forever to get to that point. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm at the point now though where I'm continue. I'm starting to continue the story again. So, um. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I'll have more to say next time, I'm sure. Um, and then I started watching BoJack Horseman. How is that? Netflix. It's pretty good. I It's it's a show that apparently the first season is like, it's kind of like Parks and Rec. The first season not very good, and after that it's really good. And I even think a lot of the first season's pretty funny. But, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a sucker for an- animated comedies, though. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, besides that, not a lot. I continued Hellblade a bit. That's fun to play alongside God of the War because they're very similar. God of the of War. God of the War. They're both <laughs> well. They're both Norse mythology, and their combat is kind of similar. I guess a little bit. I don't know. That's about it. I think I'll add more at the end if I think of anything. But you can go. All right, um, I am determined to finish Red, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2. Um, and I have to say, after, uh, so I'm almost done with it. I'm on chapter six, which is like the last chapter of the main story, and then there's an epilogue. So basically I have like another 20 hours or something. <laughs> I don't know how long. It's probably like another dozen hours or so of the story left. Jesus Christ. It is such a massive game. Yeah. And I have to say, after playing the three, the majority of, or the entirety of, the three front runners of game of year, game of the year last year, Spider Man, God of War, and Red Dead Redemption Two, I do think Red Dead Redemption Two is the best of the three, just mm. in terms of how much of an achievement it is, and like that is that is as someone who has literally platinumed spider-man and i actually went back and played all the dlc finished that and 100 percent of all the dlc yeah what do you think of the dlc i didn't like it as much as ever. i liked the first one the best actually i don't know why ever it seemed like everybody didn't like the first one and liked the other two better and i was the opposite where i liked the first one and didn't really care about the other two i thought it was much. i thought it was all pretty good I thought the final fight was pretty dumb, though. I thought the... I just didn't think the hammerhead stuff was at interesting at all. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was... I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, it's but, better they so, use him in DLC than make him the big villain of the next yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Um, But, I mean, I literally have every single trophy in that. Mm-hmm. So, and I loved God of War. Yeah. And did a lot of... I didn't get platinum in that, but I did a lot of the side stuff and went out of my way to do a lot of exploration and yeah. d- didn't just grind through the story of it. And I have to say, I just think, like, to me, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is, like, the breaking bad of games. And the fact that it is, like, this narrative that is so tight in terms of storytelling and compelling... And the characters are so interesting. And it's like 60 hours. It is a TV series. 
Like it is like six seasons of ten episodes of game. <laughs> like it is a full TV series worth of story. There. You heard it here first. Got or not? Got uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is the Breaking Bad of video games. I honestly think it is. It is like just a masterpiece in every sense of the word. And then you have the side content, the side quests, um, whatever you side missions, that are each unique experiences with these amazing characters brilliantly animated completely cinematic and it's just like and compared to other great games like horizon zero dawn it just blows it out of the water in terms of the extra content you get on the side of the main story just in terms of like technical quality of like animation uh like camera quality of like the character models and stuff it's just an incredible achievement i think mm. and and the music is amazing and i hold on i know you're not a big rock star fan yeah <laughs> but like i just like i don't like i don't think you could not enjoy this like it is yeah it's slow a little slower in pacing but it's like the narrative is so good and the characters are so good and the way their relationships develop and just like each mission feels unique despite so much content being in this game and the world just feels so alive that um i just like i am amazed by it every time i play it yeah so uh, but i mean to me they're all 10 out of 10 ish close to that games you yeah. know I, I, I they're all probably, they're three of my favorite games i'm probably not going to play it so <laughs> I don't blame you. It, it's a lot of effort. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Is I'm I'm already making myself commit to Skyrim at some point. Skyrim's gonna oh take me my forever. gosh. So I would definitely play Red Dead Redemption Two over Skyrim. I, mm, I'm not gonna lie. I I think I would like Skyrim more from a gameplay standpoint. As good as the story may be in Red Dead. I can only that can only carry me so far if the gameplay is not that fun, and I don't like the way Rockstar like does its gameplay that much. Yeah, I can understand that. It's very like, it feels like you're playing through molasses or something. Yeah, you, you have know? to you have to mash a button to run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate that. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's just your opinion. <laughs> that's politics. That's that's the the end. Goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been watching South Park too, of course, of which course. is funny. Keep going with that. Towley is my favorite character. No, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. Holden, you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Uh, what goodness. are we are we reviewing Lion King next week? I don't know. I am at a family reunion for okay. like five days, so I don't know when the next podcast is coming out or what it's going to be about. If, but it won't be too long. It'll be a couple. It probably be a couple weeks. Um, yeah. So if you don't want to do one, if you want to wait until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's fine because I'm going to be on vacation next week, and I could record, but I don't know where I would record, so it might be best to wait. So. I think we're just trying to conveniently skip another <laughs> Disney remake. 
No, no, give me money. Listen, Lion King is probably going to be fine, but literally everything I've heard about it is it's just the same movie. You know what we should do? We should review the original Lion King instead. No. We should go back to the original and review that, which is a great movie still. It's not a, It's not Hamlet. People keep saying it's Hamlet. It's not okay, Hamlet. I didn't say that. People say it, Holden. <laughs> okay. It's not Hamlet. Calm down. Jeremy Johns said it's Hamlet. He's like, yeah, it's just Hamlet. Yeah, that's, that's also it Jeremy is. Johns, though. Did he, yeah. did he watch Jeremy Johns? Time to time. Oh, okay. Not consistently. There you go. All have right. It. Jeremy I Johns watch. is the Jeremy Johns of YouTube, so. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know our social media stuff. It's in the description, so. <laughs> See ya. See you in a couple weeks. Yeah, check out that. Bye. Love you.